1: Patrick left in the first quarter. you all are dealing with LeVon. Now <laughs> that's tweet from Bobby Stroop summed up Sunday night's game. Patrick Mahomes finished tonight three, about 415 yards, five touchdowns and the chiefs bopped the Steelers <laughs> 42 to 21. So let's talk about that. And uh, let's talk about the fact that Patrick Mahomes at 26 years old is now tied for the most career five touchdown passing games in postseason history, again, this guy is 26 years old. We talk about it all the time. I know you talk about it all the time. We are normalizing greatness. So let's talk about that and everything else the Chiefs did today, which at the end of the game was what was expected despite the slow start. But we finished off Ben Rothersberger's career exactly the way that we all wanted to. I'm BJ Kissel. That's Kent Swanson. Tucker Franklin is behind the screen here. And we're going to break it all down. We'll be joined by Craig Stout and Marlia Campbell here in a little bit. And let's break this all down. It was yeah. very satisfying.
2: It really was. Uh, it, it started out pretty gross. Kind of, I, I had a thought. It kind of feels like the Houston playoff game from a few years ago. It was really ugly, awful start to the you know the and then the Chiefs just got blazing hot and just went nuts and 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 just blew that team out. That's kind of what that was from a lesser, like a scaled down version of that Texas playoff game.
1: I'm so excited to peel this back because there's so many layers to this game, so many different things you can talk about. We talked about a lot of it during the halftime show. I want to spend some time talking about Jarek McKinnon and the spark that he is providing. I want to talk about play calling mm-hmm. with Andy Reid in the red zone <laughs> because he is just going into his bag with Travis Kelsey. like Nick Allegretti? Throwing the-
3: <laughs> I forgot about I that. I mean, like. Right, I
1: I, I want to know what the conversation is like between Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid Cause unless I'm wrong and somebody will tell me very quickly, I feel like the last pass that Travis Kelsey threw was against the jets or the giants. They're I think it was the Giants. New York stretch. We played three New York teams in a row. Travis Kelsey threw one awful. Tyreek kill tried to throw on as awful. And it was like a competition of who's going to get another chance. Was Andy Reed ever going to let either one of them ever throw the football again?
2: They they we got a chance. Touchdown. That was a sweet little play too. That was cool. Uh, we um, we might we might have to talk about that a little bit more in depth later at some point, but yeah, no, this was a fun game. Like the Chiefs did a lot of fun things, you know, second half, and it was a lot more loose, a lot more fun. Like they kind of they kind of cut loose for you know a stretch and flex their muscles, and like I think that's what you wanted to see. I think that's what a lot of people probably wanted to see. Yep. Uh, and it was it was ugly early, and then they they went score stars for a while and that was more fun that was more yeah. enjoyable this is one
1: of those games i want to go back because we give credit to to jerek mckinnon I just like watching running backs run hard and the, the the dynamic athlete that he is just a little different kind of athlete than we had at running back so picking up a lot of those chunk plays i want to see what the guys up front were doing. it's not something i necessarily see live but going back and watching again guys like trey smith joe tooney uh creed humphrey um <laughs> andrew wiley out there on the edge had a tough assignment today mm-hmm. um but Chiefs get it done again. I'm BJ. That's Kent. We are at the Kingdom Bar and Grill out here in Overland Park, Kansas. I know we've been talking about it uh, for the last few weeks, it seems like. But we do have some news and we talked about during the halftime show. We are going to in our Discord channel at KC Sports Network. um, We have the ability to communicate with our subscribers. Uh, We're going to put some information in there later this week as to how you could sign up to be one of the the people that we're going to have a private party here for the game next week. We're going to invite some people to come and hang out. The Barton might not be fully open by then. Hopefully it will be, but that's still kind of up in the air, but confident enough to say they're going to have some some people here to watch the game with us, um, hang out with us during the game. It's always fun. Uh, you got Tucker running around doing TikToks the whole time. So anyway, should be a good time.
2: If you sign up and subscribe to the KCSN Substack, that does get you access to the Discord as well. So if you are on the fence about signing up for the KCSN Substack, this is an opportunity for you to do that as well. So um, that, the, all the information on the Discord Uh, we'll be there and you'll get the link to to join the discord if you subscribe so awesome
1: That dynamite drop in well like we said earlier we've got a great show we're gonna go over tomorrow's headlines with craig stout and we will answer your guys's questions to finish out this show tucker is going to be bringing your questions and your comments in throughout we'll be able to see it on the monitor here and get to those and again thank you for everybody who's watching on the 101 the fox uh, facebook page we appreciate you KC Sports Network, YouTube, go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe, turn those notifications on. We have content all throughout the week for you guys going into that game against Buffalo next week. And again, everybody on the Twitch, Twitter, or listening tomorrow on Apple or Spotify. We appreciate all of you for supporting us and spending part of your day with us. So uh why don't we bring in our good friend? Can we do sure. that. Let's bring in Craig Stout right now to help break this one down. And Craig, I wanna, I know you want to start with the offense and the slow start, but we'll figured things out.
4: I mean, yeah, they definitely figured things out. Guys, that's another playoff victory. How, how ho-hum was that? A playoff victory. I spent most of my Chiefs fanhood up until the Patrick Mahomes era begging for a playoff victory. And here we are just kind of being like, yeah, okay, took care of business, on to the next one. It's nice. It's great to be here. Patrick Mahomes is awesome, as he showed from about the second quarter on. <laughs> yeah, After that fumble that was recovered and it was housed back to you know by TJ Watt there they did a phenomenal job of executing of opening up the offense it didn't seem like it was the same you know middle stick the the same your know, handful of plays that they were running that were just kind of getting sniffed out by the Steelers defense they opened it up a little bit they executed better and then they just rattled off touchdown after touchdown after touchdown it was awesome to sit back and watch the deep or watch the offense get to the defense watch the offense just absolutely light this pittsburgh Steelers defense on fire
2: yeah it was really good to see him cut loose a little bit obviously and, and play with a little bit of freedom that's something we've talked about there's been stretches where they've they've shown that a little bit um and there's been stretches where mahomes has and early it kind of seemed like a kind of home home performance and not particularly great and You know, stale and lack of energy, but then they just got hot. They got hot quick. Mm -hmm. They did, guys, five touchdowns in in under 11 minutes of gameplay. Five passing touchdowns in under 11 minutes of gameplay for Patrick Mahomes. And some very explosive plays coming there, Craig. I mean, they were getting a lot of guys involved with some big plays throughout the game.
4: They really were. We got to see, this This was the Jarek McKinnon game. You know, the Chiefs were deep into their running back rotation. Clyde Edwards-Alaire wasn't there. They were obviously protecting Daryl Williams a little bit. I think you saw from the get-go, once Jet McKinnon started hitting the edges a little bit, showed some explosion, all of a sudden they went, all right, Daryl, really appreciate your time here. Get healthy. Get ready for next week. It's the Jet Show, and it should have been. He racked up just, you know, a, a hundred and- 40-plus yards on the ground. Looked awesome. Not on the ground. It's from scrimmage. Looked absolutely awesome doing it. McCole Hardman looked phenomenal as a returner. Had some big plays on offense as well. And you got to see Tyreek Hill get loose over the top as well. We have talked all season long about the Chiefs' lack of explosive plays, how everything was just kind of check down, take the short stuff, Patrick Mahomes was having to sustain drives. We got to see those explosive plays finally consistently from drive to drive. It wasn't just one here or one there or just Travis Kelsey breaking a whole bunch of tackles on his way into the end zone. We got to see multiple guys get in the mix. We got to see multiple explosive plays and multiple big, big-time moments from both the offense and special teams. They were They were just sorely needed from an offense that we just haven't seen a ton of those yet this year. They were all over. They littered this this game. So it was awesome to see going into a big-time matchup next week.
2: Speaking of litter, uh, the the Chiefs' uh, defense really shut down the Steelers' (laughs) offense. Uh, They didn't cross the 50 until like the middle of the third quarter. Uh, The Steelers' offense punted. Uh, the entirety uh, of the first half, every single possession, <laughs> ended in a punt. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch that. And, like, it was just a dominant performance from the Chiefs' defense uh, against uh, Big Ben, this unceremonious ending here. Yeah. I At the
4: time that Willie Gay forced the fumble to hand the ball back to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense, and the Chiefs went up 28 points, at that point – The Chiefs had allowed 44 total yards, 44. That was (laughs) in the middle of the third quarter. So they racked up 220 yards after that Chiefs playing a prevent defense, just kind of letting them rattle off these five and six minute drives to kill off the game. They didn't care. Didn't matter. It wasn't that big of a deal. But you got to see this defense lock down. A Steelers offense that tried some of the stuff that we talked about earlier in the week. They tried some vertical shots up the boundary. They tried to test these cornerbacks. Traverius Ward did a good job getting his hands on the ball at the catch point against some big, strong receivers. We got to see the Chiefs run defense play really well. We got to see them pressure Ben Roethlisberger, even though he just wanted to get the ball out of his hands as quickly as possible once again. Some drops definitely helped the Chiefs on defense, but that that Steelers offense was not going to be moving the ball. They were not going to be able to sustain drives until the Chiefs just decided, all right, we're good. We got this. Let's not show anything more. And so, yeah, they they held them to all punts in the first half. Just a great job of allowing the offense some time to get into the game You know, and even punted from a fourth and short from midfield, knowing that his defense was going to step up and get the stop, which they did. It was, it was good to watch this defense execute again, tackle well again, and come up with stops. It's bad offense, but they made them look even worse <laughs> than they were. So just awesome to watch.
1: We talked about in the halftime show. It's one of the things I want to ask you about because we made the point during even part of the Bengals game, definitely during that Broncos game, that they just didn't look like it wasn't the same level of aggression in tackling. And it's not that they don't care. It's just that's the playoff. That's like when you're engaged and you're just locked in like that, that's how Mm -hmm. you tackle. You can't manufacture that kind of stuff. And we talked about against the Broncos game, like going into second half. You can't manufacture the ability to come out and tackle the way that they did. Is that what you saw? Because I always see it from the DBs. I always oh, see yeah. Nick Bolton. Like linebackers always run around. But when the DBs start bringing guys down out on the outside, especially with some physical, Chase Claypool, uh Fryer-Muth guy that you wrote about on the Substack this week, I thought they were really physical. I thought they did a great job tackling.
4: Uh, I mean, Juan Thornhill set the tone on the very first play of the game. <laughs> yeah. Najee yeah. Harris run. Juan comes screaming down the alley and laid a hit absolute monster hit then they get a tackle for loss on the very next play they showed up they wanted to hit there wasn't there wasn't very many extra yards until the end of the game there for the Steelers offense they just weren't getting those you know three four five yards that we maybe saw against the Bengals that we definitely saw against that Broncos team on that bad field it was different they lined up they squared up they hit they were looking to punch the ball out they were just looking to create problems and and frankly the the defense should have had three or four interceptions in this game just aggressively filling alleys filling throwing lanes it was awesome to watch that's the sort of intensity that you want out of your defense in the playoffs that's what spagnola wants that's the aggression that we always talk about with him it's translating to the field and they're executing at a high level they just absolutely just obliterated that Steelers offense until the middle of the third quarter.
2: All right. Well, you're gonna find him on Twitter at barley barleyhop. You're gonna find him. Do you have something? You have something else you want? You have something? No, we're question? good.
1: You don't want to talk to him anymore. We
2: can get rid of him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just kidding. Well, to I'm gonna talk to him more on the KC Laboratory Live Show 6:30 Monday. That's so, what I was uh, gonna
1: give him a chance to to talk about. What are you most excited about getting into? with your content this week in previewing the game the Chiefs have Sunday night against the Buffalo Bills?
4: Oh, it's going to be the aggression. I I think that we saw a lot more downhill play, fully knowing that you know Ben Roethlisberger wasn't going to challenge them deep, and when they were challenged deep, those corners played well on the outside. We've seen that happen over the past several weeks. We've seen it happen several times this year. I wrote about it earlier this week. That was one of the things that could break the Chiefs if those DBs did not play well on the outside when isolated in some of these cover zero blitzes, heavy blitz schemes, not having that safety help. They did well against Ben Roethlisberger. Can they do the same against Josh Allen and that receiving core that doesn't necessarily have the same sort of go up and get it type guys as the Steelers do. That's the sorts of stuff that I'm really looking forward to getting into this week, because that could be the, the kind of inflection point of the game that's coming up. So I,
2: Good to see it this week. I hope we see more of it next week. Craig, how, I'm, I'm not going to get too far ahead of ourselves. How excited are you for next week, though? Oh, I'm ultra excited. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's it's gonna an be a awesome fun
4: offense. One. It's an awesome offense that the Chiefs are going up against. This Chiefs defense needs to show up and have a good game. I think people remember that game as getting out of hand or more out of hand earlier on this year than it actually was without Chris Jones, without Juan Thornhill. Without Willie Gay, without you know, there are a bunch of dudes. Without Travarius Ward, bunch of guys that are key, pivotal members of this defense. Both teams are significantly different on both sides of the ball right now than they were in that first one. So, getting to break down, it's basically with new eyes. Getting to break it down and getting to see just an elite matchup on that side of the ball, on both sides of the ball. Their defense is good too. So, I really am looking forward to this weekend. I cannot wait. I'm geeked
2: out.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. And as Kent mentioned earlier, you can find him on Twitter at (laughs) BarleyHop. And you can find him on the KC Lab tomorrow night live at 630 and all the same channels you're watching right now. It could be Facebook, the Twitch, Twitter,
2: YouTube. You should just – Usual suspects. Just hammer that subscribe button right now. Probably a good idea.
1: That subscribe button. Craig, thank you so much, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. And basically what I took away from Craig right there, Kent, was that Tyron Matthew, the defensive backs, there's going to be a lot of leadership that's going to need to be shown going into this game against the Buffalo Bills. And luckily, we've had a great example of leadership over the past 25 years from Fairway Independent Mortgage. Because Fairway Independent Mortgage makes the home loan process as simple as possible by guiding you through every step, just as they've done for the past 25 years. Call Jennifer Dixon at 816-390-8898. It's 816-390-8898. Great rates, a focus on customer service. The fastest turn times in the industry, We know by now, that is Fairway Independent Mortgage. It's a professional read right there. What a guy. I, I, I was staring at Craig right before that, so I was nervous not to get it right. And we are getting an update from the back yes Tucker sir Franklin.
3: uh so would you like a an update on the schedule because the the full schedule has come out of, of what's going to happen on the yeah let's so let's it. and the first afc game will be saturday the 22nd that's going to be cincy at the titans uh, that's going to be on cbs at 4 30 eastern so 3 30 start time again on saturday i don't that's know how i feel about this secretly fun yeah oh yeah that'll, that'll be, be a good game. game that'll be a really good game one of me. those
2: teams yeah we'll get there in a minute
3: we will we will and for the nfc that game is the sunday night football game that is uh, well I guess it'd be Saturday at Football technically. But it's the the NBC crew. or never mind. It's the Fox crew. San Francisco 49ers, Green Bay Packers. That is at 8 15 Eastern. So seven fifteen Arrowhead time. A couple good games going on before the Chiefs uh and the Bills. They'll be at five thirty PM Eastern. Five thirty central. I've struggled with time zones, abolish time zones, right? Clearly. Now. Uh Go for three. Buffalo great, man. at Kansas City. <laughs> That's on CBS and Paramount Plus for the NFC game. Prior to uh, the Chiefs taking on the Bills next week, is the Cardinals or the Rams at Tampa Bay? It's mm. kind of weird that there's
1: a game on Monday night. It is weird. You're, oh, it,
2: it, I hate it. I yeah. hate that there's. I hate that there's seven teams on each side. I hate yeah. there's the lack of the bye, and I hate this whole Monday night football. That is such a disadvantage. I think for a yeah. team having to play on a Monday night going into a.
1: We'll, we'll get to all that. You know what? One thing you don't hate. There's two things you don't hate on this next one. Big Cedar golf. Yep. I'm talking best drives of the game. Yep. Those are two things I really like. You we know, took best drive of the game. You know who's involved. Yeah. And so for this one, we're going to talk about the six play 80 yard drive that I think took less than a minute at the end of the first half, which you think deciding drive of the game.
2: Oh yeah. Lavon Mahomes was cooking there. <laughs> uh, six play 80 yard, 39 seconds. Uh third and 20 is what the cheese converted. Uh, a third and Mahomes kind of play uh, to get Travis Kelsey a touchdown. It was a massive, massive drive because I mean the Chiefs were up 14 to seven you know they're getting the ball you're getting a chance to double dip which means getting the ball the, you know, at the end of the first half starting the second half of the football the chance to blow the door wide open And they did they went and converted with little time scored a touchdown in the second and in, in the, uh, the final drive uh, of the first half a very quick one and then turn around first first drive of the second half scored two but a lot of really great passes from Mahomes in that drive in, in finishing off with Travis Kelsey's big touchdown run down the sidelines with a few seconds left uh, in the first half. Big drive.
1: That throw is as beautiful as Big Cedar golf and all the courses Mm -hmm. they have down there nestled in the Ozarks. And let's take a quick look at what makes Big Cedar so special. with some of the best design courses in the country nestled down in the Ozarks. It's exactly what you need when you know you need it. Ozark National, Big Cedar, Payne's Valley, Buffalo Ridge, Top of the Rock. Again, that's bigcedar.com. Plan your trip now.
2: Well, wait, let's go. I'm, I'm going to leave this show. I'm going to go plan it right now. It's all right. it's probably a little cold. I don't care.
1: Not as cold as our house, though. <laughs> Anybody's not been following on social media. Still don't have
3: heat. In. All right, that doesn't matter. Tucker, you got something that matters. I've got a stat. A fun stat here. Oh, man, I just hit the top of my phone. I went to the top of Twitter. Um, I, ooh, wait, you got it? That Chiefs Travis Kelsey is the first player in league history to throw a touchdown, catch a touchdown, and have 100-plus receiving yards in a single playoff game? Mm. Let's go. That's pretty good. That's really good. That's a good one. For Lee, NFL research.
2: He you know he has four straight 100-yard receiving games in the playoffs as well. That's not bad either.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: I got a fun stat too Troy Aikman had 24 career <laughs> touchdowns in 16 career playoff games. Patrick Mahomes has 26 career touchdowns in nine career games. All right. Not bad. The more you
2: know. Yeah. Just need a, we'll, only needs a few more rings. And then years old. Boy, While
1: we're talking about stats and fun things that we saw on social media, how about running out of fireworks? <laughs> Clutch. Awesome. Tucker's TikTok. And a quick shout out to Chiefs Vice President of Content Production, Rob Alberino for his first career Chiefs postseason win. Hey. He's the guy who spent years with the Chiefs before doing phenomenal work, telling great stories when the team wasn't quite what they are in the field right now and pretty awesome for rob and that whole crew um have a hell of a night so awesome shout out to those guys
2: anytime you run out of fireworks it's a good night yeah i mean that's always that's always a good thing that that's not the, a diss. like it's just they they lit the scoreboard up
1: the visual of them sending like casey wolf on top of like one of the aerovision screens with like a little popper or like, <laughs> like zoomed in like, i just want awesome. him running
2: around with like a, running around the field with a sparkler just <laughs> you know just just doing, just doing laps.
1: All right. Let's talk a little bit. And I think Marlia is going to join us here in a little bit. Tucker's got uh, updates from Coach Reed and Patrick Mahomes press conferences. As soon as those start, we start seeing all of those things happening. We will let everyone know. And uh, before, let's talk a little about the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Because there's going to be talk all week about what they did to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And... And there's going to be the it was the Patriots and they were just exercising those demons during the halftime show. Yeah. But 47 to 17 win in the playoffs over a Bill Belichick coach team. I don't care who's on his side is impressive. No matter any way you look at it, Josh Allen went 21 of 25 for 308 yards, five touchdowns at 12.3 yards per attempt. This, this is going to be fun. It's going to be fun to hear all the storylines going into this game.
2: Mm-hmm. These are
1: the two best, two of the best young quarterbacks in the game. I have a take. Okay.
2: The Chiefs are playing the Bills for the AFC Championship on Sunday at 5.30 Central Time in Arrowhead. This is the game that will determine who represents the AFC in the Super Bowl. I really believe that. I think these are the two best teams, uh, and I think this is going to be one of the most fun games that we've ever seen. I think this is going to be one of the best games uh, in Arrowhead Stadium history. This is going to be an absolute show. Both of these teams are playing at a clip, or have shown capabilities of playing at a clip, uh, that that's going to make it a really special game. Both of the quarterbacks this week showed up in a big way. These guys are locked in. This is going to be a special, special night. I cannot wait for this game. Um, I was—I'll be honest—the the Bills are the team that scare me. They're the one team that scares me in this field. The Chiefs have to beat them to get to get to where they want to go. I think it's going to be a really fun night. It's gonna be a really, really fun night next week.
1: How much stock do you take? Because this is gonna be talks all week. So let's just start the conversation. Why now. not?
2: Every, look, we, there are there's a bunch is. of people watching right now. Everybody else, I'll just, I'll just say this the game that we just watched, everybody was comparing that Chiefs team yep. to the Bills that we saw last night. That's just the reality of it. Everybody was looking at it as a litmus but, test. The entire and everybody, that's why everybody was so frustrated early in the first game. No, first I'm saying,
1: what, how much stock do you put
2: in the week five game? None. To all the Craigs' points. I think that half the defense wasn't playing. And this team was, this team is an entirely different team. This is before they got their Swagger back. This is
1: crazy deflected interception pass. Like this was in the middle of all that funk.
2: Right. This is, this is when they, the Chiefs were at their worst. And this is when the Bills were playing their best regular season football. So, you know, obviously the Bills are peaking at the right time still. Like they, they, they look the part. Don't get me wrong. And they, I think they've won five straight now. But, this is not the same team that they saw. And I fully, you know, the, the defense, this is before the defenses fig- had figured their things out. Yep. And I think you've seen Patrick Mahomes through five touchdowns in 10, 11 minutes of, of, of gameplay today, guys. Like, that's absurd. We know what kind of kind of player he is and what he's capable of doing. I think these are the kind of games, this, I, you know, I, over my dead body game. Yeah. About you know, think about our guy Therese. Uh over my is one of those over my dead body games. Patrick Mahomes, is gonna go nuclear.
1: You call him Patrick or Levon for the entire game. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm gonna use Patrick Lavon Mahomes middle name a lot this week, I have a feeling. You have to watch a lot watch the shows this week. It's just gonna it's just gonna be very organic, I promise. And We're talking about
1: the 38-20 loss in week five. Josh Allen in that game, four touchdowns, three hundred and sixty yards of total offense. But as Craig mentioned. Uh, it was about most of the defense did not play in that game. Chris Jones did not play. Willie Gay did not play in that game. Charvarius
2: Ward, and there was a lot there of guys. Lot. Like you, a- a- you have you have, a, you have a better chance to name the guys that did play. There's another thought here about the Bills game that we just, or you know, the Bills game that that happened earlier. Yep. We just talked about the exercising of the demons for the for the for the for the Bills with the Patriots. That game in Week Five was an exorcism. For the demons of getting bopped in the afc championship game yeah. a few months before that game meant something more to the bills and it was very apparent that game um was you know was 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 very much what we just saw on saturday where you know the the, the patriots had been the bullies for the longest time so i don't know what the emotions are going to be like or if they're going to be the same for the bills because the bills won their afc championship game in week five we'll see if they're able to continue cons- you know c- keep that consistency keep that intensity That we just saw from from Saturday. That's going to be an interesting storyline for me. uh, If they're able to bring that same kind of intensity that they were if the motivations, you know, are the same. Obviously, they're going to be motivated. It's just, you know, like there is a there's a there's something in the back of their mind that they feel like they've already got something done. Arrowhead,
1: It's interesting to hear you call it the AFC championship game because we talk about that other game for just a minute. Of the Titans and the Bengals. And obviously, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're gonna root for the Bengals in that game, even though yeah. probably the tougher matchup, but you get to play that game at Arrowhead. Yeah. So that's going to be more fun. Not that going to not to Nashville it wouldn't be fun, the AFC type of game and winning that. And maybe a little bit uh. easier. Just, <laughs> Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is a problem. I don't see Derek Henry as the same kind of problem. We've faced Derrick Henry in the playoffs. He's had 175 yards and they still didn't win the football game. So
2: I think the thing that scares you is if Joe Burrow goes into Tennessee. And wins that game, that's that's where it gets a little bit more real and a little bit more scary that this team is capable of doing it because going into a place like Tennessee with Tennessee off the bye and all that stuff, that that'll start that you know that that'll be interesting. But I don't think I think the Chiefs had no business beating or losing to the Bengals. They had no business losing to the Bengals. There's a lot of reasons for that. I think you will get the best version of the Chiefs. Yep. If they get to play the Bengals again, and I think it will get ugly. I think it will be a, I think it'll be a coronation if they play in Arrowhead.
1: They had some guys banged up in their game as well. The Bengals did. They lost Larry mm-hmm.
2: Ogunjobi. Ogunjobi, mm-hmm. I got you, buddy.
1: And, and Trey Hendrickson had the the head injury. I think he came back in, or yeah. he didn't. he'll be back. In yeah, the, in the next week's game. So, uh, again, thank you all for tuning in. This is the the KCSN live post game show. I'm BJ Kissel. That is Kent Swanson, and we are at the Kingdom Bar and Grill in Overland Park, Kansas. Should be opening in the next couple of weeks, but we did announce earlier that if you go into the KCSN Discord channel, we will have some information this week about how you could sign up to be one of the people to come and hang out with us in a private party next Sunday here for that game. It was already announced that game will kick off at 5.30 Central Time against the Buffalo Bills going to break it down for just the next few minutes. But again, thank you, everybody, for tuning into this show. And again, if you're listening, please follow, uh, subscribe, and turn on those notifications if you're on YouTube because we have got a lot of really, really cool content coming to you this week as we prepare for that game. Kent, as we wrap up this show, uh, what are your main takeaways from today as it relates to how that could continuing against the Buffalo Bills?
2: I mean, they flashed their ceiling they showed what they're capable of doing and we what we believe this team to be. We know and we believe here in Kansas City that we have the best player in the world. He put on a 11 minute of gameplay performance that we've never seen literally. 5 touchdown passes in 11 minutes. It's remarkable. Um that's I mean that they flexed their muscles enough. You would have liked to see a more clean performance, but as long as their most clean performance is next week. I mean that 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 that, that next week's crucial. So Go, go take care of business next week. Put the, put the get past, you know, put the gas to the, or put the pedal to the metal for the entirety of that 60 minutes and good things are going to happen for this football team. I just hope it's more consistent and a fast, a faster start next week. So,
1: yeah, I, you got to love the way that they responded after a slow start mm-hmm. for me. It's like Jarek McKinnon. Like that's the the continuation of man, just ride the hot hand. This is, and there's a lot of people on social media saying, is this the Damian Williams of this playoff run and the guy that just creates that spark for you. And Damian was more intricate to the chief's offense. I thought during the regular season, obviously, uh, than what we saw from Jarek McKinnon as he was injured, but Mm -hmm. uh, for anybody that had followed Jarek McKinnon's career and what he could do when healthy, this is exactly what was expected of him. um, When he was signed as like, what can you do with a guy? What can you do with that kind of talent, that kind of athlete? I think we're seeing that now at the absolute perfect time when there's probably a lot of plays in this offense, these screens and these different iterations of stuff that they do that are in there for Jarek McKinnon that have not been shown yet. And if he's providing this kind of spark to the offense, man, I'm excited to see what Andy Reid can come up with. and Tucker seems like he's got another update for us.
3: Yeah, Todd Palmer tweeted out uh, that Chris Jones' helmet hit him in the eye, but there's no other significant injuries uh, to the Chiefs at the time. He also said, uh, Coach read on Jarek McKinnon, he gives you all types of confidence just by the way he handles himself. Mm. So good to hear that from Coach.
2: I think the thing about Jarek McKinnon is he does a lot of the things that they like to try to do with Clyde. So you see some of the motions and some of the stuff in the passing game that they've had planned for Clyde. Jarek is able to run. Jarek's more explosive than Clyde. Jarek has more speed to the edge. Um, and I think you've seen that a couple times, you know, this week and just recently. I think you know, Clyde's, you know, good good player. Jarek's a different kind of player with some burst, some explosiveness, a little bit more explosiveness through his game. And the Chiefs have seen it last couple of weeks, and that's massive. It's always been about health for Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, we I think we've talked about this. And You might have talked about this in the in the in the halftime show, but like it's always been about health for Jarek. It's been about it's been about health for him this year too. Yeah. I mean, he, he he was out for a while too. So if you get a rested. Explosive Jarek McKinnon to you know kind of complement the rest of these weapons, you know even the weapons in the backfield. That's really that's a big add uh, at the biggest time of the year.
1: Yeah, and outside of the the fumbled kind of handoff thing, that was just a weird play call. Yeah, but Wildcat Hardman, play. Call. And McCole Hardman was great in this game. And yeah. I actually saw. I don't think it was what, on McCall. Kind of, no, no, by no, the no, way, no, that I was just, on. I'm just saying that's a play that people will remember McCole for in this game and some of the punt returns earlier But even that, I don't know if it's just you get that like the sauce, but I don't know what to explain, but he's just feeling himself. I told you, he was like, man, he is feeling himself right now. The way that he's going around moves, trying to set guys up and run around. He's not running scared. Like he's going to try to, he's trying not to fumble it every Mm -hmm. time. He's got that confidence back, which hopefully doesn't lead to a fumble if he's not carrying it, but it's going to lead to him making the explosive plays and doing the types of things that that kind of
2: athlete is there to do. Right. And again, timing, timing is everything. And this has been really important for the chiefs to, you know, get some guys making some explosive plays kind of figuring out their roles, their usage at the right time. And hopefully this all translates to some really good stuff for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, and you brought up Jarek McKinnon. He finished this game with 18 total touches for 142 yards and a touchdown. Those 18 touches for 142 yards, that's 7.8 yards per touch Mm -hmm. for a guy that in the first matchup going back to that week two had like one touch for two yards.
2: I believe, I'm looking through, I'm going to double check and confirm. I think that's the second most yards rushing and receiving in his career. I think there's only one game that he had more uh in in a game. So, this is literally one of Jerick McKinnon's best games of his career.
1: And it came at an absolute perfect time and we saw Patrick Mahomes make plays with his legs when he absolutely had to and one other guy that we know makes plays when he has to, our producer Tucker Franklin. So, let's go right back to him.
3: Hey, how about that? So, Reed at the podium is still talking about uh just a bunch of stuff, you know what he does after games. Uh but he said on the Chiefs slow start, I thought the defense just played awesome football tonight, especially starting the game the way we did. The offense, we kind of figured it out and got it going. So mm. positive.
2: It was fate close. That game was fake close. close, and the defense was absolutely incredible. Uh, and I know that they, you know, Big Ben got his last little hurrah at the end, and the second half was a lot better for him. But honestly, I mean, that game was over. Everyone knew it was over, and the defense really did shut down. She offense cannot start that slow anymore. Yeah.
1: That's the thing about Buffalo. We talk about if the Chiefs come out and play well. The Chiefs have to play well from here on out. If they don't play well, these teams are too good now. With right. the teams are going to play, have quarterbacks
2: can go up after go up this week because it didn't matter this. Yeah, you know. yeah,
1: they, they weren't going <laughs> to score um, enough to match the if, game. The, yeah, points at the end. Yeah, but I,
2: look, I. <laughs> You know what
1: I'm trying to say. Like, if this game was closer, Ben Rothsburg, they're not letting him go down there. No, to score those it's like so, it's like, that is it nothing like, to do
2: with it. I, yeah, and I will also say, like, I don't. I think the Chiefs kind of. I I don't think the Chiefs treated this like a game that they had to show much. I'll be. I'll, I think. I so I think some of that early slowness and some of that kind of defensively, because offense, <laughs>
1: offensively, I think both in sides. The red zone. I mean, I think they bo- threw a touchdown pass to Nick Allegretti.
2: I know. I, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Just like early in the game, it just felt like they were just showing. They they were just kind of. You know, like, they, they're going to have their A-plus game script against Buffalo is all I'm saying.
3: Uh, let's go right back to Tucker. Speaking of Nick Allegretti, Joshua Briscoe tweeted this out in front of the program. Patrick Mahomes said Nick Allegretti was the fifth option on that touchdown. Yes. The fifth option.
1: Did, I feel he like he's just low-key putting down Nick Allegretti.
2: Yeah, well, he just he tossed TJ Watt into the dirt and then turned around. Caught that ball. That's like, an all
1: timer type play for an offensive oh, line.
2: There's every offensive line
1: aficionado or offensive line, like Jeff Allen, all these guys I are tweeting confirm. about it. What? I can
3: confirm that that is an all time dream. Yes. We, we
2: got to ask yeah. Jeff if Jeff, if he was ever, if he was ever part of the progression. If, you, if they ever just made him ineligible. An eligible, you know, blocker, and and we should see if he was ever ever part of the progression. That'd be fun to know. I don't know
1: how upset Chris Jones is that he's been clamoring for an opportunity to play offense for so long, and Nick Allegretti gets a touch.
3: Okay, this is a good one. Uh, Reed noted on Kelsey's meager past in the passing department. This is from Adam Teicher. Said his touchdown pass tonight. Uh, his past record is terrible. He sure did a nice job. With that. <laughs> So we talked about earlier in the So they show. absolutely had a conversation about it. Like, they
2: dude, absolutely. you're bad at this. There's a reason you moved to tight ends.
1: There's, Travis kelly would be like, thank you for fixing my career passing stats <laughs> that are just tearing me up. Yeah,
2: that was a, you know, it, the funny thing is, is like he had a double pump. Like he kind of was, he was trying to, it was like a, it was like a little, you know, like a, like a, like a bluff run and then he's gonna try to throw the ball and like he couldn't. And so he had to kind of slide and then throw it again. Like it was just it wasn't the cleanest operation, is all I'm saying. But the ball came out pretty soon. Oh spring. yeah. Yeah. It was just like it's just like the, the process <laughs> the to get there wasn't exactly pretty. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the, the, the arm talent took over after that point. It was, arm talent from our tight end, yeah, compared to their Hall of Fame quarterback. Look, I mean I, I our, our our backup guards are catching touchdowns here. I mean, there's there's a lot there.
1: Okay, let's bring – we have – okay, let's get your final thought before we go into wrap up this show. And obviously, everybody who's watching, tune into the KC Lab, 6.30 Central Time on all of these same channels where Kent and Maddie Lane and Craig Stout, who joined the show earlier, will uh, break everything down as they get a chance to go back and watch this game. But Kent, I want to get your final thought, but I know now we do have Marlia Campbell uh, to join the show now, she was listening to Coach Reed's presser as Tucker was going through all of the tweets. So let's bring Marlia in and see what stood out to Marlia on the post-game press conference. There she is, from speaking doing her anchoring duties. What's going on, Marlia? <laughs>
5: hey guys, how are you doing?
1: Doing well. How was the game for you? Before we get into the press conference, what oh was the the vibe like? Where were you watching the game? Who were you with?
5: Uh, I was watching it in my dark office by myself, thank goodness, because there was some screaming going on in the first quarter, uh, but uh, it was great, light up right to the show, so just got out of the studio, but um have been listening to Andy Reid the last couple minutes, and obviously a lot of good things to say about that one, except for, uh, again, blocking out the first quarter, but uh, yeah, super happy with that one. What about you guys?
1: Yeah, no, we've been talking about it, it... it- Even when they weren't playing well early in the game, it never was like I never got above like a point two out of ten in like a worry meter. Like when JJ, like when TJ Watt scored, it was like, yeah, that's the only way they're going to score. But that's they can't do that (laughs) four times in this game.
2: It never felt like we like we were sitting there at the table just watching the game. There wasn't like, okay, here we go. Chiefs is about to happen. This is about to be one of those playoff games that we're accustomed to. It was just like, oh, okay, oh, this is fun. They better figure it out pretty quick.
1: Yeah. And even when they did score, it was ugh, I thought they could pull Mahomes now. I just, yeah. Like, we, it's a little bit closer. Like that was the only thing I was getting annoyed about.
2: We were on Visor Watch for a long time.
5: What,
1: what stood out during the what else stood out during the postgame presser? I know he had to have been yeah. in a great
5: mood. Yeah, couple, he was in a great mood and he led with uh you know, it was an honor to coach against uh Ben in his last game. Um obviously kind of saw that coming. So uh secondly he called it a first step, but the most important step. Obviously today was kind of assumed it would go the way it did, but you don't know, especially with that shaky kind of first start a lot of the defense, how well the defense played specifically from the get go, um, obviously complimented uh, Mahomes ability to lead. And then he touched on, and I'm curious, I'm sure you guys have talked about this so far, uh, Kelsey's touchdown. As I come up <laughs> on the show, he said uh, his past record is terrible. So I was just hoping for a completion. <laughs> so, Hey, we got it. Right.
1: That is absolutely beautiful. And like I said, I wish I could be a fly on the wall to have heard the conversation of a, if that play was put in the game plan this week and B, when it was called or after it was called like it, that interaction of thank you for giving me an opportunity to show people when you always say like, oh, I was a quarterback when I got to Cincinnati and like the only opportunity we have to see him (laughs) throw the ball uh, was a few years ago and it wasn't pretty.
2: I think that yeah. if you look at it, if you go watch the game again, if you ever watch it back, I don't think Andy smiled after the touchdown pass. Like he's just <laughs> sitting there just kind of like,
1: all right, cool. Because he knows he's going to ask him for more. <laughs> yeah, Probably. He's
2: like, <laughs> oh, great, I, I just opened yeah. up a can of worms. we have problems now.
1: Yeah,
5: all for right. sure. Well,
1: Marley, <laughs> thank you so much. for. We're going to wrap up this show, but thank you so much for joining cool. us. And we will hopefully see you again next week. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Uh, that was Marlia Campbell. She is the sports director at WIBW in Topeka. Kent, final thoughts on this one.
2: I mean, it's in the rearview mirror. We've kind of always, it's it's, it's it's felt like an inevitability, and it's finally here. Here we go. Playoffs kind of start now for me. That's where my emotions are. Bill's game, massive yeah. game. Cannot wait to be breaking it down on KCSN's channels this week.
1: Real quick, I want to get a, a, a gauge of how confident Chiefs fans are right now. So if you're out there listening From a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most confident you could possibly be, go in the comment section and let us know how you're feeling. It'll give us a gauge on how people are feeling right now. And if you have any questions or comments, you have about 30 seconds to throw those in and Tucker will bring those on up. And if not, we will wrap this one up. And uh, we talked about the lab being on tomorrow at 6.30. I think we might have mentioned it.
2: We might have mentioned it. 6.30 live on the YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter. 6.30 central time, Arrowhead time. We will be breaking it down. Myself, Craig Stout, hoping Maddie Lane will be available as well for that game. Um, Yeah, we're really excited.
1: And then Tuesday, you get one-on-one with Mike DeVito and Jeff Allen. Wednesday, you get another episode of The Lab. Thursday, you get outside the trenches with myself, Nick Lackey, and Tucker. And then on Friday, you'll get another special episode of Sometimes Weekly Sports and Stuff. Not always Chiefs-related. Hasn't been Chiefs-related, but I'm really excited about this episode. And the guess that uh, I'm gonna have a chance to go up there and talk with. It's gonna be a little bit different feel, a little more serious, uh, but
2: it's gonna be a good. I'm really looking forward to that, man. Uh, you said uh, you said confidence level one to ten. Yeah, you wanna know where I'm at? Fifteen. Fifteen. That's exactly right.
1: <laughs> You're so predictable.
2: Patrick, Levon Mahomes. Let's go. All
1: right, looks like we got a lot of eights, eight and a halfs. Uh, McKeezy says something that I couldn't read that quick. There we go. Willie didn't play last time. They play the AFC West champ already showed their hand kind of the point that you made earlier of maybe that was a game where some coaches showed more than they should have Yeah, uh, for a week five game.
2: Yeah. Guessing, it it feels guessing. like we have a, no idea, the, but. Dude, the bills wanted to, I mean, they wanted to establish their dominance. They wanted to set the tone. They wanted to get revenge. Who knows? Who knows what they, you know, what they have left. Cause they kind of seem like they unloaded the bag a little bit against uh against uh against new england last week too it's gonna be we interesting
1: andrew hunter with an 11 my guy tyler banker with a 10 it's nick with a 10 we've got a lot of confidence
2: good love it you know there's an there's an old saying that i tweeted once three years ago
1: please share
2: quit being scared you have patrick Levon Mahomes.
1: i think that's how we wrap up this show there's no reason to worry you have the best player in us history at 26 years old, breaking all kinds of records. And we get to witness all of it. And we get to witness it again next week, Sunday night, 5.30 against the Buffalo Bills. We appreciate everybody for joining us. I'm BJ Kissel, that's Ken Swanson for Tucker Franklin and everybody that hung out at the Kingdom Bar and Grill and everybody that will be hanging out next week in that Discord to figure out how to do that. We will see you next time.